the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. News, weather, and information on your radio, TV, computer, tablet, and smartphone. We are broadcasters. Always here for you, wherever here may be. Tell Washington local stations matter by texting RADIO to 52886. Furnished by NAB in the station, message and data rates may apply. Breaking news, local headlines, up-to-the-minute weather. You've got questions, we've got the answer. And now the answer is just a click away. 989theanswer.com. Stay connected, listen live, feed your mind at 989theanswer.com. I know, hate to crush your confidence in your commander-in-chief. But Joe Biden, who once said that the border wall would not be built by one additional foot, has now uh, approved <laughs> finishing construction on a section of the border wall near Yuma, Arizona. Yes. Now, this is uh, an interesting Development, given the fact that uh, we were told that building a wall was uh, racist when the previous president, who was big and mean and orange and big and mean, uh, advocated for building the wall. I wonder why this is happening. Could it be that it is happening because of Texas Governor Greg Abbott's very, very entertaining, shall we say, decision to bus migrants who want to go, they're not forced to go, who want to go to Washington, D.C. Yes, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, about a month ago, decided, you know, we're not getting any response from Washington to our migrant problem here in our small border towns like Del Rio, Texas. Maybe if we shipped migrants to Washington, D.C. who want to go, I mean, it is the seat of freedom, right? Maybe they'd like to be a thousand miles closer to New York City or Chicago than they are coming across the border in Texas. I mean, they're they're very, very tired after they've hiked thousands of miles through Mexico and South America. Let's give them a hand up. Let's show them how much we want to welcome them to America. So Greg Abbott started to tell the uh, migrants coming across the border, hey, if you want a free ride to Washington, D.C., we'll give it to you. This uh, entertained me, might have entertained you. There's somebody who doesn't like it, and that is Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. Muriel Bowser has been complaining about this for the past two weeks. Uh, Yesterday, she had another press conference soliciting help from the National Guard. Now, isn't that interesting? Muriel Bowser, the Washington, D.C. Mayor who did not seek help from the National Guard prior to the 
January 6th Trump speech and subsequent riot at the Capitol now has found a use for the National Guard. She would like the National Guard to come and help her deal with the border crisis that Greg Abbott is bussing right to her doorstep. Here is Muriel Bowser yesterday. Involved, so I've asked uh, for the deployment of the guard. All right, we got a we got a double audio situation here. I apologize for that. Let me try this again. Here's Muriel Bowser. Muriel, please start over, please. Muriel, 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 stop, start. This is what happens when you get me near the audio machine. Muriel Bowser, one more time. We need the federal government to be involved. So I've asked um, for the deployment of the guard as long as we need the guard to deal with the humanitarian crisis that we expect to escalate the number of people crossing the border seeking asylum we expect to only go up wait a second we expect it to escalate we expect it to only go up does she not follow the news i mean right in her very own city no i'm wrong it wasn't in washington dc it was at some egghead meeting of elites in aspen where Department of Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas said the border is secure. The border is secure. Why would Muriel Bowser expect the situation to escalate if Alejandro Mayorkas says that the border is secure? Now, Muriel Bowser kept talking, and it seems to me like in continuing to talk, she contradicted what she said in the cut that I just played you. It's obviously politically motivated. um, And the reason why we're different uh, in this is that people aren't coming to D.C. as their final destination. What we see is that they are moving on to their final destinations through D.C. So if they're not coming to D.C. as their final destination, see, this mystified even producer Pam. What? Yeah, if they're not coming to D.C., she said they're not coming to D.C. as their final destination. That was all in the same speech. That was in the same speech, yes. We got a humanitarian crisis. We only expect to escalate. Escalate. Which means go up. I mean, maybe escalate doesn't mean go up in Democratic circles. I mean, two straight quarters of GDP contraction doesn't mean recession, so maybe more doesn't mean escalate. Or maybe escalate doesn't mean more. Okay. Yeah, that's Muriel. She's uh, on top of it. We need the National Guard because it's only going to escalate, but this is not their final destination. Now, I suppose I could explain it. So does she or does she not need the National Guard? She needs it. She needs the National Guard. Okay. She needs it because it's going to escalate and they're going to have more migrants coming through Washington, D.C. on their way somewhere else. It's a humanitarian crisis now. And I also love how they expect the border states to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Washington, D.C., with all of its, you know, infrastructure and all of its uh, millions of dollars that I'm sure it gets from bleeding heart Democrats who want to help, you know, with uh, migrants coming in. And Washington, D.C. is just not equipped to deal with a problem like this, like, say, you know, a teeming metropolis like Del Rio, Texas. Uh, Now, I may not, nor may producer Pam, be mustering the sufficient amount of sympathy for Muriel Bowser, but somebody, uh, well, somebody tried might have fallen short. You be the judge. Here's Texas Congressman Chip Roy. 
complaining about 4,000 people on 200 buses that Governor Abbott has sent to Washington, D.C. since April, running to the Pentagon saying, oh, my gosh, we need the National Guard. Oh, well, you know what? Cry me a frickin' river, right? You know, welcome to the party, pal. I don't think that gave much sympathy to Muriel Bowser, Chip. Maybe maybe next time. Try try more. Now, uh, this led to an interesting back and forth in the White House press room yesterday between Peter Ducey and the incompetent Corinne Jean-Pierre. Peter Ducey doing Peter Ducey things. Republicans are doing the way that they're meddling in the process and using uh, migrants as a political pawn is just wrong. So the White House's preference would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather than a large metropolitan city. That is city not what like I said. Washington, that is not what I said. That is not. I said that there is. Yeah, they are. They're sending migrants to big cities on purpose, so okay. using them as a political pawn. So- I love Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey's the greatest. I can't believe he's still in the press corps. Yeah, he, Peter Ducey does a good job of mocking them and always maintaining his cheery composure exterior. And composure. I couldn't do that. I'd be, I'd be bounced out of the White House press corps because I could not avoid saying, are you an idiot or a liar or both? I mean, I just couldn't avoid it. And then, of course, that would be racist and that would be homophobic because she's our glass ceiling breaking gay black woman press secretary. And of course, you can't criticize anyone on the Democratic side of the aisle for their job performance or for their perspective. The reason why you are criticizing them is because of whatever intersectional box they check that they can use as a sledgehammer against you. All right, on to lighter things. At the State Fair, I think the greatest job in the world. Did you ever see the show Carnival Eats? I don't Never think saw so. the show Carnival Eats. Not that I know. The uh, the guy on Carnival Eats, his entire job was to go around the country to county fairs and okay. eat <laughs> state fair <laughs> food and food. festival <laughs> food and do a show about it. Sure, I could do that job. I'd weigh six hundred pounds. <laughs> uh, so here are some of the items at the state fair: soul rolls from Hickory Tree Barbecue. Uh, mac and cheese and collard greens wrapped in a crispy fried egg roll wrapper. Mm-hmm. Waffle bombs. Uh, waffle bombs are chocolate-covered jumbo strawberries on a stick dipped in waffle batter, deep-fried and served fresh with mm-hmm. an angioplasty on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, deep-fried olives. I could go for this. Uh, waffle bombs also sells a stick of five crispy-fried olives stuffed with your choice of blue cheese or jalapeno and garlic mm-hmm. with a side of ranch dressing. I think I could literally eat cardboard if it had ranch dressing on it. Uh, and an edible cookie dough sundae. Yeah, I vote yeah on that. Uh, biscuits, lots and lots of biscuits. Bayou fries. Served with queso cheese, diced bacon, sour cream, and green onions. I don't know. I I like my fries crispy, not soggy. It yeah. seems like a little too much on the fries right there. So that's a little bit of what you can eat at the State Fair. Yeah, it's been a real blessing for me to interact with a lot of you uh, via PatriotSwitch.com. I find um, my audience amazingly loyal and amazingly smart. And I'm sure that if you win the VIP Talkers Tour experience and you get to go see any of the Salem hosts do their thing, 
uh, they will find you the same exact way. and You'll be a great representative of the listening audience, either from 94.5 in Dayton or 98.9 in Columbus. What is the Talkers Tour VIP experience? Well, pretty much that. Salem will fly you anywhere that a Salem host on the national level does his job. You get to watch him, spend three nights in a hotel, get a $300 Visa gift card, take a friend along with you. What are your options? Well, you've got Mike Gallagher and Eric Metaxas in New York. You've got Seb Gorka and Hugh Hewitt in Washington, D.C., Charlie Kirk and Brandon Tatum in the Scottsdale, Phoenix, Arizona area, or Dennis Prager in L.A. This is sponsored by our friends at Visiting Angels of Grove City. Enter today and once per day through August the 5th, the deadline coming up next week. Enter at theanswerdayton.com or at 989theanswer.com. Now, I promised you that I'd end the show today on an uplifting note. The way I start, you may say, mm, it's not very uplifting. Stick with me. Yesterday, I made a phone call to a friend, a friend who is dying. He's my age, so he's not old. He's got a lot of life seemingly ahead of him until he found out recently that he was diagnosed with a fatal illness, and it's probably taken him pretty quickly. And so we spoke yesterday, and we talked for about 30 seconds, and this sentence came out of his mouth. This last month has been the best month of my life. The way he said it, I had absolutely zero doubt that he meant it. Talked about his kids. Talked about his wife. I said, what do you do all day? Because he's very physically limited by the disease. He said he sits in a table chair. Not a lazy boy. I said, why not? Why not a lazy boy? I'm afraid I'll fall asleep. Don't want to fall asleep. I want to be awake. What do you do? Do you read? No. I look out on the beauty of my lawn, my landscape, the world, and I say I can't believe that God has blessed me with all this. So that was powerful to me to hear because, as I said, the headlines of the day stack up on me a lot and weigh me down. And my friend used to be fully engaged in the headlines like I am. And he said he no longer is. He's unplugged from them. And I'm glad that he has, because the headlines do have a way of weighing us all down. But I don't have that option. And you may not have that option. So what do I do with that? This great impact that this has had on him, this benefit of not being engaged, this perspective that he had that you can only have if you are a strong believer in Uh, eternal life through Christ, which he definitely has. I knew there had to be something instructive in what he told me, both for me and hopefully for you. Otherwise, why would God have blessed me with it? Why would he have exposed me to that viewpoint? And if you're like me, you take your role as a provider and as a protector of your family seriously. I take my role very seriously in that and here. Um, And I'm aware and you're aware of the cultural creep that, you know, we're all under attack from. Um, my friend's perspective showed me that the um, focus in his life um, changing away from the headlines and onto things that really matter um, gave me a clear picture that he's now reflecting three very clear characteristics. Uh, He is uh, 
thankful. He is peaceful. And he is amazed. <laughs> He's amazed at God's goodness to him. Um, so, you know, not coincidentally, this morning I was in Psalm 145. And Psalm 140, I know, 146, I believe, 146, 145 and 6, but 146 today. And the first uh, verse is, I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. And that struck me because that's what my friend is totally focused on now, praising the Lord. That's what God's allowed him and blessed him to be able to do with a grateful heart. He doesn't look at his fate as I have to die of cancer. He looks at it as I get to die with cancer. He gets to push all the headlines of the day aside and focus on God. He gets to reflect on God's goodness in his life and ponder the amazing possibilities of heaven. He asked me, do you think my dad will get to escort me to meet Jesus? And I was like, I don't know, but that'd be really cool. Those are the things that are on his mind right now. Not inflation, not recession, not the 1-6 committee. And as I think about it, this is such a preferable way to transition from this life to the next. I know that, you know, a lot of people given the choice would say, I want to go quickly without any pain. But if you go that way, you also don't get the chance to see the impact of your life on others. And you don't get the chance to, like Psalm 146 said, sing praise to my God as long as I live. My friend told me about getting to get together with his men's group and laughing, cherishing that blessing. He doesn't want to sleep his final days away. He's not going to watch TV. Instead, he's going to fix his eyes on Jesus, like the hymn says. He's going to look full in his wonderful face. And you know what? Sure enough, I see in him evidence of the fact that when he does that, the things of earth have grown strangely dim in the light of his wonderful face. So what do I take from that? How do I do that? How do you do that? Is it possible to do that? I think the key is, where does our ultimate focus rest? We still have healthy bodies and minds. We can function in the roles that God has put in our life right now. But I think we have to maintain awareness that a part of our purpose is not just to be a provider and a protector, but it's to not lose sight of the essential nature of a third aspect that goes with those two, and that is praise. That has to be our overriding attitude amid the awareness of the threats that are out there in the culture that are coming after our kids in schools, and maybe you and I, or you at least at your job, not me here at my job, but certainly out there in the culture. If I can keep those three things praise, provider, and protector, in the proper order, then that will be a testimony to my family, to my friends, and others who see me, and hopefully see the powerful traits in me that are so evident in my friend right now. 
He is peaceful, he is grateful, and he is awed. He is not angry, he's not resentful, he's not fearful, and he certainly is not hopeless. So I hope that's a blessing to you as the weekend approaches. Because it was certainly a blessing for me to experience it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.